Worry not, gentlemen and ladies. <laughs> You're safely locked in the pub and the local constabulary won't be knocking on the door disturbing your late-night sampling of our local ale. Mm. And there's good reason for them not venturing out too late in these parts, if you can believe it. It's dark, and I can feel a storytelling mood wrap itself around me like a cloak. So I will tell you the story of the Crabbenash, the monster that lurks in the mud and the marshes that surround this place. It begins 20 years ago, not long after the road bridge was finished. A chap called Edward Burns, a young solicitor, had taken a room at the hotel out here on the marshes. By the time he left the railway station, it was dusk and the sea mist was rising, but he thought little of it. The hotel was only a mile away, and he fancied some exercise, so he simply clutched his coat more tightly about him and headed off along the marsh road. You'd have seen that it's a fair road, and though you have marshes on one side and mudflats on the other, you're safe, as long as you stick to the path. The light from Edward's phone only illuminated a few feet of the road ahead of him, but it was enough, and he walked on, just keeping a careful eye on the road as the mist had thickened. Now, if you've ever tried travelling across marshes at night, you'll see how the darkness plays tricks on your senses, magnifying sounds and muffling others, how fog will dance around light thickening here or rising there, to form strange, unearthly creatures, and how the mist dampens and chills you so slowly that you don't realise at first that you have become cold right through to your bones. As the lights of the town faded behind him, Edward felt a breath of air on his cheeks as if someone was walking alongside and had turned to say something in his ear. The breath was warm, but smelt rancid, tainted with rotting fish. He turned his head away and swung the light of the phone to his side, but he could see nothing. He told himself it was just the wind carrying a waft of dead fish from the mudflats and carried on walking. He knew he couldn't be far from the hotel, even though he was unable to see it. Moments later, he felt the touch of something wet and cold on his calf. Only the lightest of touches, a brush of wet fingers. But his skin recoiled from the contact. He raised his leg to shake off whatever creature it was that had slipped over his boot and under the cuff of his trousers. A feeling of dread now gripped him, out of all proportion to the circumstances. He told himself he was not a child to be scared by the night, but even so, he began walking faster, quickening his pace until it was almost a run. He'd hardly gone more than two hundred yards further along the road when he saw a pale young woman walking out of the mist. 
She wore a grey dress that merged with the grey light, and her fair hair hung in long damp strands around her face. She stretched out an arm towards him, and her expression was filled with such horror that he felt his breath lurch in his chest. Her eyes were fixed on something in the darkness behind him, and the terror he saw set his heart pounding. Before he could think, he found himself stepping towards her. Please, he said. Please, can I help? She smiled, but turned her head and stepped away from him. He took another step towards her, and another, until he was well away from the path. She turned her head back to face him, and he screamed and dropped his phone. Emerging from her mouth was something rank and grey and eel-like that writhed towards him. The creature was eyeless and mouthless, yet seemed to sense where he lay and struck out at him, wrapping itself around his leg, intent on dragging him further out onto the mud. He struck out frantically and screamed again, but slurping and slithering from the mud came more grey creatures, winding themselves around his arms and waist and neck and dragging him towards something emerging from the mud, something he sensed, though he could see nothing. Something gaping and fetid that rose stinking from the ooze. The grey writhing things were not, as he thought, separate creatures, but the limbs of one terrible, malevolent being. Oh God, don't let me die like this, he cried, as he felt himself being dragged remorselessly towards the creature's gaping mouth. Part One of The Cravenash was written by Sophie Livingstone and read by Selwyn Morgan. <laughs>